As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on The Athletic Podcast Network. Bruh. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. It's the Basketball Buds edition here on Monday. I'm Zach Harper. That's Trevon Edwards, Swazzy Lambrey, Dave DeFour. We got Jade Hoy pushing those buttons. Reminder, subscribe to The Athletic. You get all the great coverage from The Athletic about all these sports, right? Not just basketball. You get baseball, football, hockey, all that good stuff. You get UK soccer, right? I believe they call that the old EPL. Is that right, guys? That's right. Not much of a soccer man, but I think that's correct. All right, we're just going to leave me yeah. out there to dry. All right, English, no, English Premier League. Yeah, that's EPL. Right. Yeah, We've got everybody. Everybody who's anybody that covers. <laughs> oh, man, Waz, there was once there was one season where I did follow Barcelona. All right, let me tell you. <laughs> Messi was incredible. Um, all right. Uh, also, make sure you check out the restricted area on the athletics youtube channel myself and wasney lambre and uh you know make sure you're subscribing and unsubscribing and resubscribing and leaving five-star reviews and all that kind of stuff on all these podcast platforms um guys today i think we can start off with a pretty safe bet that james harden is the uh, biggest non-covid story in the nba he made his nets debut uh, he had a 30-point triple-double. He was really good. <laughs> Kevin Durant was really good. They beat a, the mighty Orlando Magic, okay? The mighty Orlando Magic, who, you know, kind of tailspinning right now. But that's besides the point. Trey, when you get, uh, you know, we don't have Kyrie Irving back yet, but you get James Harden in a debut, I think it went about as well as you could hope it would go. Well, first of all, I want to say, you know, James moving his weight was great. <laughs> All right, let's discuss let's in the past couple with that. Yeah, all right. He's been wearing like his slimming. Like, what's he, what's going on? <laughs> nah, I think it was. I think honestly, <laughs> it was just a perception of how it was taken. Um, James is pretty good. His weight kind of fluctuates, kind of oddly. You know what I'm saying? Because he's always been taken as quote unquote a fat guy. People fat shame him all the time, and you see him in person, and he's like not technically jacked, but he's solid. Well, I mean, I, I agree. I think that, so. <laughs> yeah, James Harden no, is no, actually no, no, sneaky but I'm just, jacked. 
Yeah, he's yeah. sneaky Jack. He's so like in that situation. Yeah. So from that particular picture that floated around, obviously the jokes ran. And when he suited up, it just looked crazy. But I mean, I would capitalize with dropping a weight loss book. And just try to, to run with right? everything. Yeah, you got to do something. I mean, he, his well, weight fluctuates like a helium balloon. Like that. I mean, come on, yeah. look at that thing. He could be doing but, some Weight Watchers commercials like ooh, tomorrow, right? Jenny Craig's still around. We could do that. We can make them bring that. Shouts to Jenny Craig, yeah. man. That's such a throwback. But the climate <laughs> here in New York, man. Um, obviously, New York, New York Knicks fans or New York Knicks fans, they didn't care. Jesus could have played point guard, and they still would have hated on that move. <laughs> um. It's it was good though. It was a different type of vibe. The beat writers were happy. Steve Nash had a pep in his step. KD was a funny dude, honestly. Like, honestly, you know, with his snarky comments was like, oh, I'm just gonna wait till the trade is official. And then when it finally got official, it was like riding a bike. Now, I don't know how much of this romance is going to continue. Hmm. Obviously, I think that they can actually share the rock, but when you bring, you know, um Kyrie Irvin or aka Kai Irvin into the picture. I think you throw a wrench into this into this bicycle. Yeah, um, um, was with that hmm, that we got. I definitely want to go to you next, uh, <laughs> but Trey, real quick before we go to Waz on that, um, the James Harden press conference was also phenomenal. And oh my it, and god, look, I don't want to I don't want to go back too much on the whole like Kyrie Irving not talking to the media, but James Harden gave a textbook veteran run through yep. of how to handle all these situations because he really didn't answer Anything. any question other than like are you in shape or what kind of shape are you? He just he just laughed. It was like great, and that was it. Right, that's the only question he actually <laughs> direct, directly well, answered. And everything else was either him just taking it however he wanted to, saying buzzwords. Like at one point he just said sacrifice in what like what's the type of you know what do you bring, what message are you bring to the to Nets fans? He's like you know do we want I, I, I win. Like, it was it was kind of crazy, right? Zach. Because for one, Nets commentators have not paid much attention to him, so they didn't even know how to make up for the like, you know, uh, foul hunting. Right. Yeah. And then as far as like the media, you know, what I mean, sitting on a call, obviously it went from one page of Zoom to eleven pages now, because this is like the hottest ticket right yeah. now. But like, obviously, he has everybody in the palm of his hand saying the right thing, and you know, you debut at thirty points and triple double, oh, where yeah. like. You can kind of say whatever you want. And I thought it was really cute how Kevin was saying, like, oh, we have 15 turnovers. I need to go back and talk to James about this. Like, (laughs) and it was like, it was like out of everything. And then, you know, obviously he bigged up the whole team saying, you know, like these guys are, are, are good basketball players. And I'm just like, this roster isn't like as great. I mean, you add, you take away KD and it's not as great as the Rockets. You know what I'm saying? Like there's guys that contribute. You got, Landry Shaman and Bruce Brown, and you know, it's kind of dead eye shooter. Landry you know, Shaman, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but shouts to him, too, man, for giving you know, up his jersey, too. Trey, so. that, that you take away KD thing, that's a big deal, though, because they have KD. And uh, as good as Harden looked, I thought it looked like KD was barely breaking his sweat. He had an easy that was, 42. Oh, yeah. Easy he was looking 42. like Aaron Rodgers, dog. Ooh. His jersey was so clean. <laughs> I mean, he was just hanging out. And, you know, that's, I think, the thing that, that we hit on when we were talking about this uh, right after the trade happened was, mm-hmm. was, you know what? Now teams have to guard more than just Kevin Durant, yeah. right? And then when Kyrie gets there, that's a third guy they got to figure out. Like, the offensive side is going to work. But they gave up 34 to, to Vooch. And this is a trend, right? Like centers are just destroying them. What are they going to do against Joel Embiid? Yo, 
Yo, they, they, were, they, they played Reggie Perry in the fourth quarter and Vooch is just going Who? at him and exactly exactly <laughs> and, and the whole time i'm just laughing i'm like yo there's no way they're playing deandre down the stretch of a big I, game I at think, one point they went to jeff green at the five like yeah well so you know i think ultimately that's what they're going to be going with for a while is jeff green and kd as their two nominal bigs but and and that's that's going to be passable i think uh but against them beat it doesn't work because you don't want to put kevin durant in the position to have to bang with Embiid at all and so you're right. going to need DeAndre Jordan to either be better or you're going to have to find somebody who can do it. I, there's just nobody out there. Yeah, but you get Claxton back. You like the buyout market might have Maybe Andre JaVale McGee. Guys, sure. right. Might have JaVale. Just JaVale. go get JaVale yeah. McGee and call it a day. <laughs> call man, it a day. They're giving, up, they're giving up 50 points right now in the paint, bro. It's brutal. Mm. Um, obviously, it's who can outscore yep. who. At the, you know what I mean? And like, obviously, it was fun to watch Durant look like Durant. Oh, that game was fun. It, oh, it was so right. fun. It was great. But you're you're in a dog fight with Orlando Magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was the thing. It was just kind of like, okay, these two have 71 points of the 100 points. Okay, these two have 73, and, and it's climbing, but, like, it's 109, 105. And you're like, what? <laughs> nah, man. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to beat on DeAndre Jordan because, you know, he, he's been an all-star in this league. Of and, he's, and he's just, you know, and obviously – I, I had my, my my bone to pick with him because I felt like Jared Allen should have been the starter throughout the year before being moved. And then now, like while I said, who is Reggie Perry? He's solid, but he's not – shouldn't be in this rotation, yeah. I will say. He's going to work hard. He's going to play hard, and he's going to earn his respect. And from time in time, he's going to have crazy games like Bruce, Bruce Brown. Like Bruce Brown had 15 boards one game. You're like, what? <laughs> but those are just guys that play hard. Like, you know, Zach loves Chris Chioza. Woo! That's Another guy, guy that, that, that shouldn't be in a – I just don't feel like our rotation guys for this type of quote-unquote championship or bus caliber team. I think, you know, um, Sean Marks made an important thing saying that he's going to give this roster a few games before he starts to look and see what he can, you know, kind of get the needs because they're not done yet. So I can see them bringing in a, a center, and then also I can see them bringing in another uh, – like a defender – or something like that. But I'm interested to see how Kyrie fits into this mix and will <laughs> Kyrie be available All right. to you, be you know, moved. That's the second way. You know, my- that's the second <laughs> from Waz. Sorry, Waz, please. Well, so, you know, whenever these big trades happen, I always think about a meme um, saying back when he was on the front office side that whenever something like this would work, you know, just instinctually front office guys jealously would be like... Shit ain't gonna work. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I talked to a couple of guys on the team side of, you know, a couple of Western Conference teams. And the the, the response, it was funny how uniform both people spoke. They were like, it's gonna be fun. You know, nobody wanted to say it was gonna be trash or say, man, they're gonna be really good. Everybody's kind of like, you know, we're gonna wait and see. Like when when Trey says, we'll see what happens when Kyrie gets back and how they work it, like. That's the key, you know, like how committed are they going to be to make to doing the team thing to, you know, sort of sacrificing the way that these guys have come accustomed to playing, you know, it's it's only time will tell. And then, of course, you know, the Kyrie question is important because it's not just the off court. I mean, the on court stuff like he's clearly got this off court volatility to him. So, you know, I think they're just going to continue to be the most fascinating story in the league, both on and off the court going forward this season. 
you know, as far as how it works, I, I think that what we saw like in the closing few minutes there where they, they just took the game. I mean, it worked really well. And the only other time we've seen James Harden with a, with a closer anywhere close to what Kevin Durant is, is the year, you know, with Chris Paul and they, they're the one game away from the finals. So, I mean, I think the game is about to be easier for James Harden and obviously he's going to make it easier for everybody else. If Kyrie just comes in and plays like he did to start the season, which was extremely team oriented. I mean, he was setting screens. He was playing defense. He was moving off the ball. He if was. he comes and does that, I mean, you can't guard him. <laughs> Period. Facts. It, it, it is funny that, that him coming in team oriented then follows with him just not coming to the team. <laughs> right, right. Well, yes. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> team oriented right. until then. Right. Like, that is, I just, the irony yeah. of that is funny to me. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, you know. Yeah. I, well, I mean, just like at one point, you know, they're just running Harden and Durant picking rolls. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> the hell's gonna, who's going to stop? Yeah. What that, are you going right? to do? What are you going to do? The only thing, you know, this is where, I, like, I hate that they, that they don't still have Jared Allen because Jared Allen would just be feasting on lobs. Oh my God. Yeah. He'd be, a, he'd be a monster there. Uh, and I guess maybe that makes the job of DeAndre I mean, Jordan you could easier. always put Jeff Green at the five. <laughs> Stretch the well, floor. Yeah. And then you got to reunite that Oklahoma City big three of, KD, James Harden, and Jeff Green as many times on the court as you can. Yeah, yeah. sign Kendrick Perkins. Nick Collison can come out of retirement, right? Let's get the band back together. Kevin Ollie's still working? Just just suit up Royal Ivy. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's there, right? Kyle Weaver, we can go down the line. But no, seriously, um, I I think this is going to work. But we are going to have some diva moments. And the thing is that I, I really frowned upon was Sean Mark saying that they weren't going to like discipline Kyrie and let him explain to the media what's going on with him. So I can't wait till he returns and he's going to have a lot to say whenever, whatever he decides to make up in this particular situation. Cause I have no idea. No one in the organization, they're in contact with him, but no one in the organization actually knows what he was dealing with. So I'm interested to, know what he's going to address us with yeah as far as telling us like what's really going on and it's either going to go two ways one where it's going to be something really tough and we're going to be like damn we feel bad or we're gonna be like he's lying like hell <laughs> you know what i mean like it's, well, it's, that, it's one Trey, of the that's super interesting because i do wonder at this point because we've seen we've seen the conversation about when he's trying to do something that seems kind of magnanimous, right? Like in the summer, he's like, hey, should we be coming back? We got all this social stuff going on. And there's validity to that, right? But it's the messenger that we're like, I don't know. I don't know about it coming from that guy, right? And so there's there's a, I don't want to say a lack of credibility, but there's a lack of credit that he has with um, a lot of people who discuss this stuff and a lot of people who discuss it privately, right? And so, and so like not having that line of credit built up um, so then like when he does come back and address the media, there is going to be a point where I think you naturally have to be skeptical of it unless he's like bringing out receipts, which at that point was like, I don't know that he should have to do that at the same time. Right. Like there's this weird dichotomy of him coming back, him explaining himself. If he truly does explain himself, I could also see him coming back and just saying like, you know what? I just want to move on. Like James is here. Let's play ball. Right. And then everyone be mad that he wouldn't explain. I tend to agree with that. I think the only people that need explanations, like, and I stress the word need are his teammates and, you know, management. Outside of that, yeah. I don't know that the public actually needs to know the nitty gritty of what 
made Kyrie do what he did, right? Like, it's on the team to handle it how they want to, right? Like, whether they find right. him or, you know, Doc is paid for missing it. Who knows? It's on the team to figure out, you know, whether this was the right course of action for him to take or not. And if the team is cool with it and his teammates on the court are fine with it, then, you know, it kind of doesn't matter what we think or how we feel about it. Right, we can get upset about it, yeah. but it doesn't ultimately matter. Um, is he going to play Monday? Is he going to play Monday against the I, I, against the I think Bucks? he was listed as. I think he's yeah, listed as he's questionable. Been, okay, he's questionable, but he has to. He's been, I guess, he has to test negative. Yeah, and then once he clears, he should be. We should know by like I think five p.m. or something like that. But okay, I hope so because I'm interested to just see how this looks. I mean, I, I still think they're going to give up a shitload of points. Oh man! Oh, the defense is going to be brutal, but I it. It might not matter most nights. Off, offensively, it's going to be fun, though. I'll say yeah, that. Kyrie's not going to come in and buoy the defense or anything. Sometimes, hopefully, you know. But hopefully he, he gives some effort, though. He gets a stop every once in a while, you know. Get Joe happen. Harris some help. Get uh, Joe Harris needs the help. Oh, my goodness. So Joe Harris' average is going to go up. He's averaging about 14 points per game. He hit about almost, I think, five threes last game. Those looks, man. Joe Harris, gonna, I'm Joe Harris Joe is going to shoot 70% but also from three. Joe, like, <laughs> Joe Harris also looks 43, and I didn't know he was 29. He's 29? <laughs> He's 29, bro. Oh my God. Um, yeah, no, Joe Harris is gonna go is gonna go nuts here. Um, you know, one of the one of the odd one of the oddest, you know, fallouts from this this trade or any trade that we've ever seen was the Karis Levert thing, right? And so um, he goes to the physical and getting to his new team and uh, we find out there's a mass on his kidney. And so he's out indefinitely as they test that and, and figure out what the next course of action is. Um, but was like that. That's a real like life moment there that happens to that happen because it's not like these guys are getting physicals every day. Right. Like right. they're in. You know, they're getting training and stuff like that, but you're not going to be like, you know what? We got to test your kidneys today. Let's just do an ultrasound or whatever, or whatever that right. ends up being, right? Like, that's not a regular thing. And so, depending on what this mass on his kidney is, could have saved his life. It could be nothing. We, like, we don't really know, but that's, it's such a, it's such a strange turn. And, and the fact that the Pacers didn't say, oh, he's got this thing on his kidney trades off. Right, right. Because right? that could I think very that's well the key happen. There. Like, it just they says a lot. They yeah. didn't 86 the deal because of it, which I think is very, you know, um, humane of them, right? <laughs> um, to do um, well, also a good sign for him. I'm assuming, right? I would hope so. Yeah, right. Let's be honest here, right? Like this is still, it's it's it may be like the human part, but it's still a business. Of course, if it was something debilitating, of it course, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. You're probably right about that. Um, if we're being and, clear, and right Brooklyn about it. added money to the trade. Oh wow, yeah, going to yeah, yeah like two point six yeah, million. They add- so. They added a couple in. So they did make some changes. (laughs) They did amend it, right? Like, um, yeah. But it's still a business. Yeah. And, you know, I I mean, but also on Kara's side. (laughs) I was going to say on on Kara's side, too, it it makes him feel wanted. You know what I'm saying? As far as ending up in Indy in long term, I think with the toxic relationships between Indy and Oladipo and Houston and James Harden, all parties kind of just socially agree. Like, let's just push this through because – you know, Oladipo still suited up, and his wasn't probably as dark as Harden's uh, last time, last days in Houston. But you know, it was time for a change. And you know, I think once Karras is healthy and he can get back, he's going to be great and, and and a shining light in in Indiana because he's low maintenance and he can he actually you know he was budding and and, and playing really well 
in Brooklyn while KD was out and Kyrie was out. So he has potential to play some one. He plays some two. And I like the pairing with him and Brogdon. You know, I like that you said low maintenance because I think that that's a part of this. Uh, Certainly having a guy of his caliber under contract for another season at a rate that's much lower than Oladipo, but who's producing at a similar level, that's a part of this. Uh, But also we've seen Karis LeVert in the role he was in in Brooklyn. Remember, this guy's been a starter. He's been, if not their best player, their second best player the last couple seasons. He goes to a bench role in Brooklyn running second units, doing what he's done all year. And now he goes to Indiana where he might start, but now you know, hey, this guy is at least willing to accept a lesser role or because of his experience running second units, now you have a guy that you can pair out there with Miles Turner in those non-Brogdon, non-Sabonis minutes and turn those those bench lineups a, a little bit, uh, you know, crank up the offense a little bit, uh, whereas Oladipo wasn't doing that in Indy. Yeah. He had basically hasn't looked the same since the knee injury. So I can understand. It's like, you know, a guy's carping about not wanting to be in a certain place. And so I can understand Indy comes out of this golden, right? Like a guy who, you know, he said the thing about, I don't want to be there. Then before the seat, then he came into camp was like, no, it's great. I'm, I'm happy now. It's, it's awesome. Which we know is cap. It's not true. Um, he was reportedly asking, to, you know, other, <laughs> don't other, forget other about asking, to, asking other teammates, other players, like, please come get me <laughs> well, out of you know, here. It's funny because I don't know why guys do this. Cause it, it's pretty obvious what he, like, he wants that max, uh, extension. The one that only Indiana could have given. Yeah, him. no, that I, I don't think he's earned and to it, not force a trade. Right. Well, but that's the thing. And so, like, he went from trying to force a trade to not trying to force a trade, and and now he's traded, and so he's got the rest of the season. I mean, he's he's probably not extending with Houston. He's not extending with Houston. Uh, no, because no Houston way. doesn't want to pick up that contract. I don't so, want that money. No. Yeah, I mean that's that's a tough tough scene for Oladipo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can tell from the comments from from Houston side of it. They're like, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and it's tough, you yeah, know. We you like feel him. bad yeah. for guys who come off of injuries and it costs them money, right? right. Like sometimes, but he's yeah. looked he's looked good this year physically, and, and he's played pretty well. So you know, he might be able to rehabilitate his image a little bit. And, and he is and one of the. It's few not like top he has to finish agents. the season in Houston. Yeah. Well, right, but also maybe Miami. Is like, hey, we like our team a little bit better if we add Oladipo this year, and maybe they go out and make a move or or another team. You know, injuries, yeah. especially this year, are gonna happen. And and with a guy of his of his caliber available on an expiring deal, unless Houston really really values him long term, which I don't think they do, uh, he could be on the move again. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, and I, I think I think Miami is still going to play the Bradley Beal game, but that doesn't mean in the interim, they can't be like, <laughs> just bring in Vic as a, as a rental. Right. And, and see what happens right. as long as you don't have to give up too much for him. Right. Like you exactly. don't want to give up Tyler hero and Duncan Robinson. Yeah, that's not going to happen. For, yeah. yeah. No, like they no. might not be, be like, trade machine. Maybe precious. Achua. No, they would trade they Kyrie Irving for Bradley. Bill. I wouldn't do that either. They they love Wait, Achua. did you just oh. say trade Kyrie Irving for Bradley bill? Yeah. Oh, Second, <laughs> what? Okay, but but why would Washington yeah? Why would I want Kyrie? 
I don't like, know. It's I'm not like Kyrie's under contract for six like, years. This dude just, I mean, he doesn't really have. This dude just took two yeah. weeks off in the middle of the season for right. like, like I. I mean, how I, do you Kyrie trade for not a realistic what? trade asset? Sean Marks make that sound really okay too. Like, <laughs> hey, it's, basketball is no different than any other job when you need a break. And I was like to take time off, and I was like, yo, get you a GM that supports you, like Sean Marks, bro, because. If I hooped and I'm making, what is he making? 30 something yeah. this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You got to be there, bro. Yeah. Like, birthday party or not, <laughs> or whatever's going on, bro. You got to. Now, be. again, I asked this on Twitter. Do we, know, Katie was, do we know if his sister's Katie, becoming a boss? Because that is the precedent this season for <laughs> attending oh, a right. party. That's right. And I James was supporting Arbley somebody who was bossing up. <laughs> yeah, bossing up, man. <laughs> Hey, but KD was on the Zoom, oh. bro, saying we praying for him. Oh, and then that video came out, he was dancing like Leo. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I said, man, there's some sick prayers going on right oh, now, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying, bro, I'm not even trying to be funny because if it's serious, look, I hope Kyrie's okay overall, long term, mentally, physically, all that stuff. But if you... Got the team praying for you, and you texting Karis and KD saying it's personal. And a video surface of you pop locking in a suit. I mean, legally personal, you know, your sister, <laughs> it's it, your birthday. Fair, fair, fair. But in this in in this era, bro, nothing sacred, nothing secretive. You're gonna end up on the on the, on the, uh, on the summer gym screen. <laughs> Somebody's gonna post something, bro. It's it's nothing that no such thing as a, a, a no phone policy. Yeah, I mean that's. I I, I don't know. I yeah. I'm also kind of numb to it after what James Harden did to start training camp. I'm just like, yeah, right? Is that a sister? The bar was set so pretty freaking high. <laughs> well, and you know it's fine. I don't want to like. I don't want to. Are get we going to leave George Hill out of this, Dave? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Why I'm leave George Hill out of it? But look, I George, don't wanna, like, George Hill was badass. He sounded like Carl Malone to me on that. George Hill, George yeah. Hill those those were, like. There is validity right. to what he's saying. Like, yo, you're not going to tell yep. me what to do, but like, you're supposed to be a leader, man. Like, come on. <laughs> well, also, you guys have ostensibly agreed to do this, right? Like, that's yes. the thing is this is not and nobody feels bad for people making millions of dollars doing something they agreed to do. I, I'm sorry. I just refuse to. I can't. Um, they they all could have opted out. Yeah, as long as Do as it. long as they are following the protocol, like if they're following yeah. the protocol and shit happens, then I'm like, okay, no, I do feel bad for them. They were putting it; they thought they were putting sure. in a position of safety, yeah, yeah, blah blah. Yeah. But if you're out here going, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm an adult. I'm like, come on, man. Right. Like, cue Don Draper. That's what the money is for, right? Like, that's that's yep. where that's where we and are. You with could that. retire like, if you want to just chill and, and social justice yeah. and do that full time. Yeah. Like, retire. Well, no, no. They, also, <laughs> they, he could take the year off. He could wait until. You know, there's a vaccine or whatever. His contract doesn't wouldn't move. Right. But you can do that. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. By the way, is, is, is that, was that real what I saw on, um, on the internet about Kareem getting vaccinated? Yeah, as Kareem a way for the, the NBA to promote yeah. vaccines, is saying, yes. like yeah. this, is this like? I mean, this yes. is why Kareem is Trojan horsing the whole like, all right, we about to vaccinate these fools type of situation. Is that what's happening, or am I being cynical here? No, I think I that's, mean, I think it's a big part of it. That's why you saw Barack Obama and Joe Biden and uh, yeah. Congress. I mean, look, there's a there's there's not enough demand for the vaccine. First of all, like, so we need to get people to to trust it and want to take it, right? Like. There, there are They're certainly rollout problems, but we need, like, right we're now. throwing them away. Yeah. This is why, so this is part of why I think the NBA should just secure their own supply of vaccine and vaccinate all of their employees. 100%. Because it wouldn't take anything from our uh, national supply, and it would take like 25,000 people out of the general population of vaccine, people who need a vaccine. And I can't think of anything more powerful in particular, and you know, I'm not necessarily the one to talk about this, but I'll bring it up. Uh, the African American community in in the United States doesn't really trust the government, uh, in particular, with medicine, Facts. right? Like, let's try to rebuild some trust and use people that are trusted. I mean, listen, man, but also, like, but I don't also want to put pressure on one guy. But hold on, I'm saying, yeah, but I'm saying I don't want to put pressure on one guy, but it would be extremely powerful. For LeBron James to take on the national vaccine. television <laughs> in the middle of Staples Center to take the vaccine. Yo, hey, Dave. Dave, that's <laughs> almost up there with the uh, the uh, sheriffs in the bubble. Oh, Can you imagine the clicks I don't if Alex Caruso was the one to administer the vaccine to LeBron James? <laughs> But we need we need to increase demand, right? Like, and I think that's a way to do it. So I, I liked seeing no, Kareem. No, I getting, hear you. I hear no, no, no. Does I, the vaccine make too. your hair I love grow? Because Kareem is <laughs> a different vaccine. I love it because Kareem, I think, is a beautiful ambassador for the game, right? Like, I, I love sure. that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that it would be Kareem because of what he's meant to the game, both as a player and just like an example of a player who was, you know, and I hate to do this, but like more than an athlete, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but Kareem actually was right. Like he actually became some sort of like public intellectual in his afterlife and all the after player life. So I love that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just wary of the idea of like giving the NBA and their players extra jobs. Now it's the job of the NBA to sell the vaccine to America? God damn, bro. Like, it's crazy. Like, that's crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? But like, was, we, had, we had to sell, like, hey, shut this shit down to America through the NBA. Right. Right? Like, I mean, <laughs> right. what's what's one more step in right. this process? <laughs> right. Facts. It's just, you know, I've just become wary of NBA being like, all right, we got to fix police brutality. Too important. We got- Too important to society. Yeah, it's crazy. It's you. just crazy to me. I get it. Yeah, I get but it. Someone's got to do it, Dave. Right? I, like, mean, we, I mean, we need something. And Barack Obama wasn't able to pull it off. So maybe LeBron James could. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
Man, I I find it very hard again, to believe I, that it, a lot. Of, it sucks you know, that the we're general in a population that, is, that we have to even think that way. That the general population is going to move because LeBron took a vaccine. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I would love to be wrong about that. I would love to be wrong. And yeah. and and for LeBron and and the rest of the guys, Chris Paul and you know KD and all the biggest players in our league, I would love to be wrong and and for them to have that level of influence and be able to use their perch as you know prominent people in society do good i would love to be wrong with that but i'm man i'm i'm skeptical of their ability to do something like this as far Here's as changing also, hearts no, but and also minds. there's there's the people that in the nba that might reject the vaccine and now you've got a whole another can of worms that you've opened up yeah but well that's i mean that's that's gonna be too. the tricky part right is is mm-hmm. getting getting everyone on board isn't gonna happen because you are right. gonna have people say no i'm not taking that shit yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of skepticism. Yeah, and, and so I also want to remind us of the lay of the land of this past week. The Houston Rockets Twitter account put out a flyer for Ladies' Night on a January 20th uh, home game, in which you get four tickets and four free drinks sponsored by Tito's Vodka. But by the way, you cannot get a Tito's Vodka with the drink voucher; only beer and wine. But that's the way of like, like we have we have a handful of teams saying, come on in. Come so, check out this team. So here's the thing, too, Zach. Um, because I am a member of the African-American community, I, ha- I follow a bunch of people who have been to Houston and Atlanta all through the pandemic, and mm-hmm. they never stopped. <laughs> like, right. the city of Houston never stopped. They 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 never stopped being Houston. And so, like, if people are clubbing, partying, doing whatever the hell they want, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm, you know, I do feel like sometimes people do get a little too triggered by people going out and living their lives on social, just generally doing shit. But in Houston, it's actually jarring to see like literally a club of 550 people. Packed in like sardines and no, not a mask in sight. Like that's been happening what, since. What April. was the concert was the other night? Oh, it was Bow Wow. It was Bow Wow and Bow Wow. Yeah, you Yo, know you're man. risking your I'm life. To go see. Where's Bow Wow on the on the like? Where is he on the list? Oh man, hey, guys, it, you know, oh my god, listen, pretty low. Don't be a super spreader for Bow Wow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. for Ladies Night, don't be a casual. So, Go see Christian Wood. Go see John so, Wall. So, Zach, no, while I hear you, it's like in that city, they're doing that. So this is just an extension of what's already happening in Houston, right? right. So, right. you know, and at the same time, it's like there are people that want to go. We, look, man, we know the governor of that team. I, we mean, know, I yeah, mean, you know. We, they're, not, they're not passing up a thousand you know, tickets or whatever they're allowed no sources, to sell there. Yeah, we, we know what time it is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Did you guys see? Did you guys see Bow Wow uh, on the boat with the women? But it's like yeah. maybe a dinghy. They they were over the capacity. Were, uh, uh, I thought it was gonna sink like Gilligan Island. I saw that man. I was like, because at first someone told me, "Oh yeah, he's on a boat with all these women." I was, I'm like, "All right, come on, man. That's not a good example during COVID." And then I looked. I was like, "Shit, I could get that boat. It doesn't like, give me that much. Like, I could get that boat." It was such a small, like little, almost a life preserver, like a, a life raft. 
that's the size of it. I'm like, all right, and now and now we're gonna go risk COVID to go watch him perform. I couldn't even name one song. <laughs> Not, at but this somebody point. else. I know Edwin was. So Snoop. here's the thing. Like, it's funny, but somebody a bigger artist is actually headlining. I can't remember who it was right now. But yes, Bow Wow did open, and yes, the club was packed for his. But it's performance. funnier, right? <laughs> yeah, it's funnier if it's Bow Wow. All right. Um, it's like the insurrectionist. Yo, the fact his, that you couldn't you know. get Tito's with the Tito's sponsored drink that's special is just amazing. It was like that's good for beer, wine, soda, or kiss. water. I'm like, that of is course, that man. is that's full strength broke boy. Right <laughs> Please don't go to that game. No, but no, that's but minor league did baseball. Get, didn't Fertitta get a um a yacht? Recently, a boat. What? Hundred fifty million dollar boat. Yeah, there man. you go. He's no longer broke. With hopes, money. <laughs> With hopes. Well, you know, what? there's money. Oh my god! There's a lot of there's a lot of money out there. Yeah, I, I, and they're whatever. not going to resign Victor Oladipo. Right. That's where that. <laughs> I mean, right. Now that one though, that was you never know. going to happen. I that, mean, I get that's a yacht also too. Not, not the worst, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, what else can we talk about here? Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are rolling, sleepwalking to dominance. Which, as I'm, I'm writing the, us. I'm writing the power rankings today, and they're up. Well, I guess when you're listening to this today, Monday, on the Athletic. Um, the spoiler alert: Lakers are number one, and I'm writing. I'm like, I actually think the fact that they're dominant while sleepwalking makes that dominance even more dominant. One hundred percent. It's pretty impressive. It's crazy. Like, what's going to happen when they turn it off? And they're the, the best defense the, in the league already. That's what I was about to say, Zach. That's what's really impressed me the most because I don't think they've, you know, they've sort of hit the, their gears, top gear offensively. Um, and the whole season we hadn't really seen them put the screws to people. And you know, I mentioned this on Twitter, and I. I got a laugh out of it because AD is already learning from LeBron, right? After the Memphis game, he complained mm-hmm. about defensive intensity and lack of focus and lack of effort on the defensive end. And we got to pick it up and all of that. And, and I'm laughing. I'm like, bro, it's you. You're the one that's not playing like the right. super, <laughs> the freaking, you know, death machine that you were against Miami. Like, I'm, like that defense they played in the first half, of the last game of the finals was something I will never freaking forget. They were insane, right? And AD hadn't displayed that. But then, man, in the third quarter of that Pelicans game, we saw the Lakers turn up their defense to another notch, man. And I was like, wow, that's scary. You know, like when they are clicking on defense, they're just like nothing you're going to see. No, it's a crazy, it's a crazy also, move by AD to like do the complaining. It's self-fulfilling and you're right. it's a, it's prophecy. Yeah, and I just want to let you yeah. guys know, like, I'm really sick of like just the lack of direction this podcast has right now, and the hosting and like the leadership of the podcast. <laughs> I just want to let you know, like, we need to kind of fine tune this thing and find our lane. Right? Who's going to so do that? Up. I don't know, but you know what? I don't know. I Someone got to step up. Hey. And we'll see. <laughs> Listen, uh, LeBron is playing 32 minutes a night. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. 
Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Reddick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. That, I was going to say, Dave. That's the thing. MVP right now. At 32 minutes a night. And I don't never, and I never give LeBron credit. I never <laughs> give LeBron credit, bro. MVP right now. I'm saying it right now. He he, my MVP right now. Oh, he's going to sleepwalk to that too. Yeah, and it's, it's I don't think I've ever seen his jumper like this. Yeah, it's gotten better every single season. And and but the thing about this year is that the season is so strange. Like there is no natural fit to the MVP. Like, of course there's Giannis, but it's like, it's this crazy thing that like because his season last year was so historic, like if he just is completely excellent this year, it's gonna be seen as not that good. Because he literally had one of the 10 best seasons overall that anybody's ever had in the league. So, like, Giannis is kind of out of the conversation. Um, The Nets are, their record-wise is so, like, up and down. KD's not getting there yet. Plus, now he has Harden and, theoretically, Kyrie um, that's going to be on the team. Steph, I think the Warriors, sorry, Warriors fans, I love you guys, but I think you guys suck and you're not going to be good this year. And it's going to, you know, Steph's going to play excellently but it's not going to result in wins on the floor. So it's like, where is the MVP supposed to come from if not from LeBron, who's playing uh, on the best team with the best record? Was, or Jokic? Was. Or Luka? Hold on, guys. I or mean, Giannis? Jokic, sure, averaging triple-double. Luka's been great. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but Paul George said he's coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> and the playoff struggles with fuel. <laughs> So maybe Look, that's man, I'm not going to pile on, on my man uh, playoff P, man. But yeah, we'll wait could for you we'll imagine stop with this with the chatter, man? Could you imagine though if Paul George put together an MVP season and then still struggled in the playoffs? He'd be the first MVP going into the playoffs being just hated on universally, right? Man, it's um, crazy. You know what's so yeah. crazy, um, Dave? He's playing incredible. Like he is playing so well. 
I think he's shooting 51% yeah. on threes this year at volume, taking about eight of them. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. he's killing. And, you know, I, I, I have an open text conversation with one of our friends in the media. I won't say her name because I don't want to out her as, a, like, a huge Laker homer. Um, but she told me, she was like, I'm still worried about the Clipper matchup. Who's going to guard Paul? Who's going to guard Paul George? So it's like, it's this funny thing. Like if you just watch how he's playing, he's killing people, you know, but again, mm-hmm. it's the Stugats thing. Um, do it in the playoffs. Then do it again in the finals. <laughs> then do it again. Like he's looked better. He's looked better to me than Kawhi. Like as far as just like the way he's moving. Uh, I think Kawhi still looks a little, a little bit slow, kind of like he did it uh, in that in that playoff series against the Mavs. Um, but we, Paul George is just—I mean, the way he's shooting the ball right now, and he's been fantastic. Like he's been one of the three or four best shooters in the league for a while. When you consider the diversity of the the threes that he's shooting, but the way he's shooting right now, like the confidence is just—it's off the—it's off the charts for him. Yeah, I mean, and nobody cares. Right, because because it's the whole thing, right? Like you have to show that you can do it in the playoffs. Like it's just that's it. I think I think even if he did it in the playoffs, nobody still would care. It's just he's just not likable anymore. You know what the bro. crazy like, thing is? Clippers though? would have he's played well. The Clippers in the playoffs would have to win the championship. Like it's not like he's done yeah, nothing absolutely. to stink up the joint in the playoffs. Like uh, right. Well, that was really good. That one series against that last series against Cleveland that he was when he was on the Pacers. His last playoff series for the Pacers against Cleveland. Like there were games where he was just as good as freaking LeBron. Right, like he's flashed that, and they, of course they ultimately lost the series. But you know what I'm saying? They, like there were games where he flashed that level of ability, man. Like it's hard for me to let go of that. Like I've seen Paul George be superhuman in the playoffs before, but of course, you know I've also seen him was, shoot the was, side of the backboard, was. which is just they got swept in that series. Oh. <laughs> You're right; he was great. <laughs> Actually, he wasn't Zach. great. He shot 38% from the field order- to 42% from three. So 42% from three was great, but he couldn't hit it, too. <laughs> In order for everybody to like PG, he just got to win the chip. That's, uh, it. that's it. Yo. That's, and be finals MVP. He's also got to get rid that's of the cornrows, though, if we're being real, man. <laughs> no, get, I'm with get him it. Out I like it. I think he should just I mean, try but, to talented Mr. Ripley Kawhi the whole time. I think that's what he should do. Was, I think he'll be okay, honestly, if he didn't make so many excuses. Yeah. I think that's where... That was the last one. When he, said, when he said, man, I came back from two shoulder injuries. No, that was one thing, though. And then it was another thing. And then it's another thing. And now he's saying that he's having an MVP. He's killing He's going man. back to his MVP season. Yeah, it's like, had you an have MVP. to win an MVP to say that you had an MVP season. He has, so. he has no awareness for, for what he says, <laughs> right? And, he, and I guess it's, he doesn't need to because look how much money he makes, yeah. right? Like, like, like I like Paul success. George, man. I wish he didn't say things like he, he, you know, he rooted for the Clippers his whole life, even though he's on tape saying that he was a Laker fan or... You know, it's weird that he calls himself an L.A. native when he's from Palmdale. Like, he does, you know what I'm saying? Like, he does weird stuff, but I like I do, him, well, man. Look, it doesn't help, but I do kind of like the idea of him just changing the story and just <laughs> like, not allowing anyone to call him on lying. it. Because he's changed his, like, how, why he got out of Indiana, like, four times. <laughs> which is amazing. And it never addresses any of it, right? Like, it's never just like, oh, well, this is what I meant when I said, no. He's just like, yeah, we're going to change the story today. It's great. It's legitimately great. And I hope he doesn't stop this stuff because it's good content for us. But you're right. Like, I think I kind of look of it as 
if Giannis was hitting threes right now, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's say he was just killing from three point range. If Giannis was making, making free throws, throws right, right now, right? he went yeah. one for ten the other night. Yeah. But if he, but let's say yeah, Giannis is the same player as last year, but he's hitting threes now. Would everyone be going, oh, here we go? Or would it be, eh, let's see it in the playoffs? Like, Giannis Probably. is almost in that territory of, like, we need to see it in the playoffs, Yeah, right? but the, we need to see you the threes, he would be showing us something that we never seen from him before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one sure. of the knocks, right? Like, that people are saying, it's like, Giannis, you need to show improvement. Like, either find an in-between game or three, but you need to add something to your repertoire in order to be as lethal as possible in the playoffs. So I think yes. a three would impress the people, specifically the media. Like, you know, that's a ready built-in narrative. Like, he went in the offseason, he learned from his failures, and he built a three-point shot from scratch then he pulled himself up by the bootstraps and all of that shit you know so we'll see yeah i i just think that there are certain guys that now it's gonna be it's gotta be the playoffs if you don't do it in the playoffs then we're not gonna care about the regular season anymore and paul george i think is in that zone i think Giannis is sort of close to it although as bad or as i wouldn't say as bad as he's been because he hasn't been a disaster but he's been frustrating enough but at the same time people are still putting the majority out of Mike Budenholzer right and his supporting cast and so maybe Giannis is in that gray area for that stuff but yeah cer- certain guys it's I mean even Chris Paul to a certain extent right he has a great mm-hmm. season and most of the time um you know until the Thunder days like it was like oh, eh, I, you know what win, though so it doesn't matter I was gonna say I think that the the season in Houston really kind of changed things for him because he was so good, and then obviously being able to go to OKC and be so good, yeah. The the narrative well, on it, him has flipped because now he's the the guy who's should be past his prime, but still making All NBA, and we're appreciating Chris Paul now because right. he's off yeah, his own th- team. Yeah, but Dave, at the same time, like I think it helps that he just had the one year in OKC because the honeymoon's always great. Oh, with Chris right. Paul. You know, true. like that's always great, and so. If he helps the Suns, I mean, not get the playoffs, they're going to make, make the playoffs, but if he helps the Suns, like, be a problem in the playoffs for opponents, and then he's around for two more years, even though he's getting up there, mm-hmm. like, if that thing starts to sour a little bit, I think we'll go back to the same Chris Paul stuff, because I just think it's it's the low-hanging fruit with that conversation, right? And right. that's the point about a lot of these guys, like, Paul George, right now, the low-hanging fruit is like, well, playoff P. Mm-hmm. Because it's also valid because he has he hasn't been good in a competitive series wise in, in the playoffs since. Um, Don't you know, do it. He, he was say. great against the Spurs in 2015. He was he was amazing. Both him and Blake Griffin and and Blake Griffin did get. End no, up no, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking. No, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking. Paul George. I'm back to Paul George. Oh, oh I thought you were talking saying, about Chris yeah. Paul. Yeah, Paul no, George. No, 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 is no, tough. no it's it's tough. Back. Yeah, yeah. It's that's, the, so that's the thing, right? Like. <laughs> He was great in like 2013 and 2014 and stuff. And then he got hurt. And then, yeah, he was good in that series against LeBron. But they got swept. Right. And and then he has the disaster against the Jazz. He has the disaster, or at least he wasn't a disaster against Portland necessarily, but he has the big moment and dismisses the shot and everyone clowns on him. And then he has the thing, obviously the thing last year. Like, it's just like he keeps finding ways to get in his own way with that stuff. And so until he does have the title or the redemption enough for us in the playoffs, like then it's just, it's just always going to be, yeah, but playoff P. And it's kind of annoying, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm here for the jokes. Yeah, That's I think Paul George is going to, he's going to prove the haters wrong and, and get it done this postseason. Oh, they're going to okay. win a title. He's going to be the first person to prove the haters wrong ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Washed PG? We'll find something. Is it Washed we'll Playoff something. P? Hashtag Washed Playoff P? <laughs> oh, man. Coming back, the redemption story. Um, we have anything else? Yeah, that's it. Not a lot of games this past week. Not a lot of games this week. That's the other that's the other thing. Like you guys started talking to MVP. I was like, I don't know how to judge any of this shit. Nope. I wrote that in the power rankings. Like, I don't know I don't know how to judge what happened this week. We had 20 games canceled. <laughs> yeah, between that and then obviously this big trade. Uh, you know, right. aside from what I know the Lakers, I know the Bucks. Yeah. yeah you know the Heat. He Trying will, to figure he out might, everybody he else. Get their shit together, man. He I know. Terrible. <laughs> I, you know who's been fun? Is the Knicks. Uh, I don't know if, how much you guys have gotten a chance to watch him, but Julius Randle has just been, I mean, on another level. They've been fun? Yes. What are we, what are we doing? They're fun. Uh, They're fun. I don't, I don't, I They're pretty I good. I love I you, but I'm not far. watching the Knicks for nobody. Y'all should watch the Knicks. Julius Randle, they just lost five straight. Yeah, but they've Listen, still been fun. Dave, Julius Randle's been really beat, good. I enjoyed them beating the brakes off the Celtics today, but... They have not Manual been fun. quickly, Elfer though. Payton, they have been quickly Elfer Payton has not been great. Okay, right, I'm right, glad right. Obi Toppin's back. I didn't say they were the most quickly, fun team in the league. One of my favorite They're guards in, outside of Kyrie in New York right now. Um, Randall has been playing exceptionally well. I will give you that. Contract but year. Fun is a stretch, my G. Like, I, I don't know. And, you know, three weeks ago, they were on top of the world saying they were the best team in New York. Now... Well, they were wrong and Tibbs, about that. And Tibbs said, and, and Tibbs is such a sicko. He says, you know, uh, dang, I can't even think of the quote, man, about him being happy unless he's uncomfortable. Oh, he says he's, it was something, he's miserable unless, oh man, there's something about he's not, he's not happy. He's not happy until he's miserable. Yeah, he's not happy until he's miserable. That's what it was. Yeah, bro. He's a sicko. He's a sicko. Tibbs be Tibbs. Happy birthday, Coach Tibbs, by the way. But yeah. Dave Dufour said New York Knicks basketball. It yeah, is. It's fun. Y- y- I like quickly. That. I like Randall. I like I like RJ Barrett too. Also, Mitchell Robinson's been really, really defending well. So yeah, Knicks are fun, officially. They literally just lost five in a row. <laughs> I don't care. You can be fun and bad. <laughs> the Hornets are fun and Hornets bad. Hornets are definitely fun. Hornets are definitely fun. Hornets and sorry, a text message is coming through. Um, yeah, Hornets are oh, definitely man, I can't, fun. Um, I can't wait for Jay King to come back because uh, I think he's ready to eat crow on the Exactly. Just, just and and shout out to our brother Jay King. Our thoughts oh. are with you, brother. Yeah, shout Miss out to Jay you. King. Can't wait for you to come back. 